Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today we're going to talk about the top five cryptos that no one should own. Because, t- in my opinion, these projects stink. <laughs> we hate these. No, nah, we don't hate these projects. No. But we, I would say I would always choose against buying these projects for the reasons we're about to outline. So, this is an important episode. Yeah. And, you know, the trigger warning for all you Cardano holders out there, because <laughs> that's number one on our list. <laughs> Yeah, let's jump right into it. So yeah. number one project we do not like in crypto is Cardano. And why don't you like it, Josh? Honestly, for me, it's the community. And, you know, crypto has become this really weird culty, you know, and we only know this because we make videos, right? We talk about a project and everybody starts ripping it. Like, no, Cardano is the shit, you know? No, the Ethereum's this and Solana's that. It's like, yo, chill out. In the comment section. Yeah, 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 these are just projects, you know, and they're all trying to attempt to solve one thing or another. Some of them have cons and some of them have pros. So just relax. And I find that this community, out of all of them, is the most harsh. Yeah, there's a few challengers that we'll get into later in this episode. Yeah. But I mean, Cardano. So look, you have the number eight ranked crypto with a $37 billion market cap. The mainnet has just launched. The ecosystem is barely growing. Like what have they done to deserve that market cap other than a culty following and like some decent marketing? Look at their competitors, Solana, Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, all these blocked layer one blockchains with huge ecosystems, with tons of projects, actual things happening, transactions with similar market caps. You know, Solana overpassed Cardano significantly after being in way behind it at the start of last year. Solana is actually doing things. Mm-hmm. The ecosystem's growing. They're ticking boxes. They're hitting the roadmap. Cardano, at the moment, hasn't done a fucking thing. And they, what they say, and what Hoskinson's claims is, we're taking our time to get everything right. Okay. Well, on January 24th, when their volume reached an all-time high, their blockchain transactions failed. Right. You know what I mean? So you're taking all this time. You have Ethereum you know, trudging away to 2.0. You have Solana onboarding everybody. And you're taking your sweet time, and then the moment you re- you see see a little bit of volume tr- transactions fails, like come on, man. Yeah, for sure. And one of the reasons that I would not buy this buy Cardano right now is kind of just what we touched on. They've been taking it slow for so long that they've got passed up by the competition. You know, a first mover advantage in something like crypto is huge because you're getting people in the ecosystem. They're downloading the wallets. They're learning how to use it. They're buying the NFTs in the space, and that's what's happened with Solana. Mm. Cardano has fallen way behind because they just haven't executed. It comes down to execution. Yeah. It's like anything in business. A plan is great, but execution is 95% of success. Yeah. Cardano has had this great plan. You know, they're building a blockchain that is supposed, it's faster than Ethereum. It has lower gas fees. It's more secure than Solana. But at the end of the day, they just haven't executed. So for me, huge red flag. And what about the founder? <laughs> I love you. He's got a 
point me and then to, to say all the things about the community and the founder. Like, all right, I'll say it. Someone's got to say it. <laughs> Hoskinson's falsifying his credentials was a, a more recent headline, right? Yeah. Something so, to do with his not completing his PhD. So or? the founder of Cardano had always, always said that, no, he, he said that he hadn't completed his PhD, but he had dropped out along the way. Right. Um, but then when someone looked into the schools he said he went to and what he said he had done, he hadn't even come close to mm. the academic levels that he had been saying. Right. So if he's falsifying that, what else is what he else is, yeah. You know, it's just, it's red flags, untruthfulness. He's attacking other founders. He's attacking other projects. Attacked he's, HBAR. He's not the leader you want to see. No. Who in the crypto space, it should be, we all make it together. Exactly. You know, we're all going to make it. Yeah. But with Charles and Cardano, it's Cardano or get fucked. Yeah. And I just don't like that. I am down with you on that one. So let's get into a few stats, just a few quick stats on this. I mean, this is our subjective viewpoint on the project. Let's look at it objectively. Only 7% of ADE holders, uh, Cardano holders, are, have been holding for longer than a year. Only 7%. Let's put this into perspective. Ethereum holders, 60%. Right. Okay? So Ethereum holders, they've been holding for a very long time. Cardano holders, they're in and out. They're not holding for very long. There's Cardano has 3 million addresses, wallet addresses. Only 4% are active. Ethereum has 66 million with high-level activity. Yeah. They have like... Uh, 40% activity with their addresses. So yeah, it's not even comparable. They're not really doing much. And their Google, you look at Cardano, Google trend search down, like everything's down on that project yep. at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's a red flag for me. So I'm not going to be buying Cardano anytime soon. That's for sure. I think eToro was also looking to delist them for regulatory concerns as well. They probably hate Charles too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next on the list? Axie infinity. All uh -huh. right. Axie infinity. Yeah. I mean this one overhyped. Look, you have to hand it to them. They were one of the first big if not the first big play to earn crypto project. So they enjoyed a first mover advantage being the first global phenomenon play to earn crypto game, blockchain game. You have to hand it to them, right? Mm. But since then, they still have kept this inflated market cap of 2.7 billion. They're like top 50 crypto. And the game itself, it's not what it used to be. The graphics are shitty. It's expensive to get into. They're losing users, right? Like what's going on? Yeah, so we, ha we have a 2D game. Like, this is nothing special. When you have games out there like Alluvium, AAA graphic, like, really sick-looking, expansive metaverse type of game with a market cap of 300 mil, and you have this 2D game with a $3 billion market cap, that's insane to me, you know? Like, um, you have to buy three axes to play, so it's not free to play. Yeah, In my opinion... How much it cost? Like, I think it costs, like, 100 bucks. 30 bucks each per axe. Bucks each. So say a hundred bucks American yeah. right. for just somewhere around the world. That's a lot mm. of money. And there's so much competition. I'm not sure, you know, who's, who's listening, but there's a lot of competition in the play to earn space. Massive. With really cool looking games out there. So when you have to pay all this money to get involved in this game and as the, so we talked to, you asked the question about the users, daily active addresses have dropped 70% from their all time high. Yeah. So in order to make money from this game, you need to play it and then you convert your SLPs, I think they're called, into cash. But these people are not reinvesting that money back into the game. The price is going down. So you could maybe when it's at its all-time high with a market cap of like $8 billion, you can make $500 a month or so playing it. But now that it's trading at like half of its all-time high, you're only going to make $250 a month off right. of playing it. So yeah, rough. It's kind of losing its... I think, look, momentum, right? they, they had a great run. 
they were the first one to come in in the space and kind of blow everyone away and they dominated over there in Southeast Asia. Uh, but I think if you're going to look at the chart from Axie Infinity and the rest of the, plo- the blockchain player in gaming space, they're going to continue to fall and the rest of the blockchain and gaming space is going to catch up. Yeah. So I think Axie Infinity is peaked. Thus, why I'm not buying it. I'm not touching it. Not There's touching too it. many other beautiful games out there to touch. All right, next we have to talk about XRP. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to Cardano in that I hate the community. Um, you're looking at the number six ranked crypto. You know, if you're in crypto, you've probably heard of XRP. They've got a $35 billion market cap. They've been around since the first, bull, you know, the last bull run in 2016, 2017. The price went crazy. Everyone's still waiting for it to never. It, all the other cryptos have reached their all time highs or eclipsed them. XRP hasn't come close. Um, I, I feel like they're, they're solving, you know, it's a problem that needs to be solved, which is borderless, you know, transactions, yeah. sending payments. But that's a very simple problem. And I hate the community and they're in their SEC lawsuit. There's a lot of things going on in XRP I don't like. Mm. So what happens if they lose the lawsuit and all those XRP holders like, cause, okay, so I don't know why people get into crypto. For me, I think it's to make money, right? You see an opportunity, you see some of these fluctuations, they're 50% in a day sometimes. Why invest in projects that are only going down for what feels like years, Yeah, right? Like these projects are not really making... Head like headwind, it seems. It's you got a huge market cap already. Massive market cap. Yeah. So Ripple and XRP are it's like different. So XRP is the, the token and then Ripple is the company. Ripple Labs, the yeah, company, Ripple right? Labs, the company. So it's their technology, it's the distributed ledger technology that they're after. That's the thing that makes cross border payments so successful. They don't have to do it with XRP. They could just use the same technology and get a different different coin, right? So right. I think with a lawsuit in place, if they lose, there's just too much risk there. Um, you also have something like XLM. Yeah, you I know? prefer XLM a lot. Um, it does the exact same thing. I mean, Ripple and XRP is targeted more towards the, the banks. You have XLM and Stellar Lumen, which is more targeted towards the unbanked individuals, right. which is a higher percentage of the population anyways. So I think we should be really looking at XLM here. I like it. Uh, another reason I don't like XRP and won't be buying it is that it's extremely centralized. So most of the XRP tokens were created by the company and held by the company now, and they can always create more. So if the price ever pumps or they ever need to get more into circulation, they can do it whenever they want. So there is a company behind it that's making all the decisions. You know, we always talk about decentralization when it comes to blockchains and which ones have the advantage with, you know, Ethereum over Solana, Avalanche, all that kind of stuff. XRP is not decentralized. No. Ripple controls everything. They profited billions by creating these XRP tokens and then selling them to the public, which is why they're in hot water now with the SEC. Mm. Um, so they can always create more. They can always pump and dump the price. It's controlled by Ripple Labs, which for me, huge red flag, not buying XRP. Ripple holds 55% of the tokens. Yeah. So. Big no-no for me. Yeah. Let's and move on. Hold on. We got to quickly touch okay. on the community. The yeah, XRP yeah. community. Again? Yeah, I mean, it's just, they're just exactly like at the top of the episode where we talked about people in the comments. If you ever say something bad about XRP, and I, I'm hopefully they see this video, they are out calling every other project shitty, XRP only, XRP to the moon. It's one of the most toxic communities in crypto. I agree. And I think people that are in the community even realize that, but they just can't do anything about it at this point. It's already, it's already a thing. So that's just another red flag for me, the toxic community. How can you hold, like, how can you hold on to this xrp token for so long and just watch it bleed you you know you must be bitter there 
Why else, right? Well, Why else would you be attacking other people? Bag holders from the top of the 2017 bull run. That's what it is. Waiting for XRP to $78, like Bitboy Crypto said, or something yeah. by the end of the year. So, yeah. Why would you buy a top 10 token that's going nowhere? Yep. All right. What do you got next? Let's jump into crypto.com, Kronos. Mm, this is a controversial one, I think. It can be, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think they have a lot of competition. You know, they, they're competing against Coinbase, Kraken, Binance, all these other exchanges. The thing I don't like about these guys is like they tax you like at such a high fee unless you hold you have to hold the Kronos token right right to reduce your fees. Why not just provide the users with a, a lower fee? Yeah, you it's know? like so the, it's their scam to yeah, get you to buy Kronos. Exactly. Yeah. And they seem I don't know, they just seem dodgy with a, the amount of money they have pumped into advertising. Yeah. So, was it they've spent 100 million dollar on ads uh, when it comes to that Matt Damon thing? Right. Right. He became, you know, that big ad that came out, I think it was like uh, October 28th. It was announced. The price skyrocketed. It went from 25 cents to 90 cents over the course of two or three weeks. Right. And since then, it's just been bleeding out. I mean, it had a huge spike. They, they uh, sponsored the Staples Center, the big, uh, the big arena in LA to crypto.com stadium. Um, You know, you see their ads everywhere. They're sponsoring leagues, athletes, teams, stadiums. They are the marketing kings of crypto at the moment. But as you said, uh, what they've actually accomplished doesn't quite match up to their market cap. So you have the n- number 19th ranked crypto. It's the top 10 with a $10 billion market cap. So it's probably, it's one of the top few exchange coins. But then when you go to coin market cap and you go to exchanges and you rank the exchanges by how they're performing, then you see how lackluster what crypto.com has actually done. It becomes very apparent. So here's some stats. They're the number 12 ranked exchange by average liquidity in the world. Mm. Number 12. They're number 13 by volume and number 12 by weekly visits. But they're probably the number two exchange coin after Binance. Right. So why are all the other exchange coins so much lower than crypto.com? Because they don't have the marketing budget. That's right. So I feel like their marketing budget is kind of masking what they're actually, what's actually going on on the exchange. It's not as popular as you think it is. Yeah. Um, and if, if they've spent all this money marketing and it's still not that popular, how are they going to make... You can't never maintain that much of marketing. It's Unless they just have... They're printing XRP tokens. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's true. No, and do you know how much they spent to change the name of the Staples Center? How much? $700 million. That's insane. So nearly a billion dollars to, to put your name. I, I think this is a poor use of money. They also did the Super Bowl ad as yep. well. Uh, they paid a shit ton of money for that. So everybody, like we talked about this, our Super Bowl stocks episode, or um, people are going to see the ad. They're going to go, go on to, you know, Apple or whatever and, and download and look for it. But what they're going to see is they're going to see the Coinbase app right next to it yep. with higher stars and more downloads. Yep. So who's going who's gonna to get the download? Again, it's just another waste of money. For sure. Now, the, the counter argument to crypto.com that I hear all the time and I've read into it is that they are launching their own blockchain, their own kind of layer one system, which will have their own ecosystem growth projects, kind of like Binance Smart Chain and BNB. Um, and they've really just gotten started on this. So that would be their opportunity for growth moving forward. Um, but again, I feel like it might be too little too late. I know crypto is early, but I just don't know if what they've done now and their current growth prospects correlates with their market cap. With all the ecosystems out there, can, is there room for another ecosystem? There's a lot of ecosystems. There is. More ecosystems. There is a ton. And so I think about that massive spike that came in when they announced Matt Damon as you know, like their sponsor or whatever, and how much that price ran. Think about the amount of people who bought in after seeing that. 
Mm. They've created a lot of bag holders. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of upset customers. I think it's the market. Not that I hate the project. It's the market yeah. cap is way too high. For it's me. way too high. Yeah. So that's why I'm not going to be buying crypto.com. Yeah. All right. Number, number five on the list, last but not least, or maybe least, we have to talk about the current king of meme coins, Shiba Inu. Oh! Shiba Inu. Why would you not buy Shiba Inu? <clears throat> to me, it's just a meme coin. And it almost comes across as something that attempted to be the Dogecoin killer, mm-hmm. right? Um, what does it do? What, like, besides... <laughs> That's the million-dollar question. What does okay. it do? So, okay, so just so you guys know, it has a $13 billion market cap. Oh, fuck. Do you know who, that, who, it, it's, who it's above? Big names like Matic, Polygon Matic, Chainlink, XLM, which we just talked about, who's a competitor of XRP in a way. Hadera Hashgraph, Helium, like... Helium it's is a joke. You know, like all these companies I just mentioned are actually doing something. It's Matic prevents, like you know, is a uh, provides low gas fees. Is you know runs along Ethereum. You have Chainlink, which connects every blockchain. You have XLM to provide payments across the entire world. You have Hedera Hashgraph, an entirely different patented technology. You have Helium, which is two hundred times. It's can it's uses long fi technology. Yeah, you know what I mean. Products that are actually doing, doing things. And what is this? This is some project that so basically you have what's the guy's name who started it ryoshi okay this guy named ryoshi started right. it 10 accounts hold 65 percent of the tokens right yeah it's, it's not good i mean for me with meme coins we've all been through meme coin season and there is an opportunity to make money and that's great but overall it puts a bad name on crypto because it's it it's pure gambling picking ri- the most ridiculous project you can find and investing money investing money into it and the rise of Shiba Inu just makes that more popular and it makes more people think that crypto is all fun and games and it's just a gambling, right? Mm. So with the rise of Dogecoin and Shiba Inu, I think it, it puts a black stain on crypto in the market as a whole. So that's one reason I don't like it. And then the other reason is that exactly what you said, it has no utility. However, the community will maintain that it has a utility. So if you ever make a, vi- a bad video about Shiba Inu, which I've done a few times, <laughs> again, the comments come flooding in. What about Shiba swap? Just wait for Shiba decks, you know, Shiba NFT. It's like, they, you know, everyone has a swap. You could probably get a swap built on Fiverr for a hundred bucks. It's like, it is a meme coin and they've brainwashed our community into thinking it's not a meme coin. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a cult. They're dot. I find them very dodgy in a way, you know, like. Doji or dodgy? <laughs> very Shiba doji. Yeah. So basically like. They'll make claims like, oh, we're integrated with, uh, was it um, Amazon Pay or whatever. It's like this, it's kind of like a workaround. It kind of is, but kind of isn't. It's very, they're very shady. You know, even with like that Vitalik donating all that money. Yeah, they just sent him that. They sent it to him. So he didn't actually, he kind of just like sent it back. Yeah. So they do kind of like these shady little like maneuvers. Shady red flags, no utility. Yeah. Brings a bad name to crypto. So I'm, I'm thinking... I mean, look, again, the market cap is 12 billion and it does fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a genius. I mean, not going to say it's never going to pump again. There will be another meme coin season. I'm sure Shiba will pump, but... There's too many other meme coins out there that can provide you with way better return. This thing's already done 2,000 or 280,000%. Yeah. Like, you might me, as well look for another one. 100%. For me, yeah. Shiba Inu, no go. No. I've been maybe looking at Dogecoin. At least that, at least Elon pumps it. <laughs> That's true. You you, know? you, can you buy Teslas with Dogecoin or something? Now? Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can at least pay for your electricity charging them. Yeah. All right. Well, I think those are five that I would definitely not want to buy. No. So we got, how about, is there one that we would buy right now? 
Should we end the, end the episode off on a positive note? What, what is something you would look to buy if you had one pick? One pick right now? Mm. You know, I know the market's a bit choppy at the moment. Market's a bit choppy. I, one one that um, I haven't talked about a lot that I really love, how about Render? Okay. Render as my metaverse play. I feel like it's still under the radar, even though it is a top 100, 100 uh, coin. It's They basically allow anyone to build a metaverse and everyone's building a metaverse. So Render for me, that's when I am always kind of swing trading at the moment. Yeah, I like it. What about you? I'm a Hedera Hashgraph guy. Always have been, always will be, you know. Love HBAR. Um, it's the Hashgraph technology. You know, I think it, it solves the trilemma, you know, speed, scalability, and security. Um, you know, I think it has all that and just the massive group that it has around it with Google, Boeing, IBM, and all those other big names. Um, Love it. I think there's a lot more to come there. You oh, can, they're constantly developing their ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, look, HBAR has always been one of my top holdings and it always will be, so I agree 100%. Yeah. Hey, look, make sure you guys all tune in to the next episode. Ooh, that one's going to be a fucking banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.